0: got to educate yourself and get excited and uh, know that that all of us all the survivors out there and there's many of us if we can get well then why can't they also and I love to say that because people are going through learning those you know getting those three words most dreaded words and from the doctors and they have to know no matter how bad it seems that hey 10, 20, 30 years down the road, they could be saying, I used to have cancer also.
1: And that's just a taste of what we're going to be talking about today. Good afternoon. Good morning. Whenever it is you're listening to this, I'm Jim Mann, along with Allie Powell with the I Am Healing Strong podcast. How you doing, Allie?
2: I'm doing okay. How are you doing?
1: Great. Can you believe it? We're starting season two. Season one is behind us now.
2: I can't believe we're still doing that. They still let us do this.
1: I never asked maybe they're not letting us do this but (laughs) we're trying anyway
2: we're moving right along (laughs) yeah
1: what have you been doing since season one is over I haven't seen you you for a while
2: I mean parenting a little vacationing a little working a little you know all the things
1: a little you work a lot
2: I do a lot of things Jim I do all the things
1: okay I don't do anything so i mean, just sitting here waiting for you to come back so we can start season two.
2: You've been and tapping on the counters waiting on me?
1: Yeah. When you get a Medicare card, you just sit around. <laughs>
2: Do you meet some new people we can talk to, Jim?
1: Yes. Yes, I did. I met a bunch of people, and I've been talking to people, and we're going to kick that off here with season two. And today, of course, we're talking with James Templeton. I'm telling you, everyone knows who Chris Wark is. Well, James Templeton. It was 37 years ago since he's had his cancer, since he overcame his cancer. And he did it without really knowing what to do. I mean, he went through the natural thing of chemo and stuff like that, and and he got even sicker. And being a Texan, he got a lot of fight in him. So he, uh, someone gave him a book, of course, and he found out, hey, there's other way to build up your immune system and let your body fight it itself. Huh?
2: So you're saying he kind of paved the way on this holistic path that we know of.
1: Yes, I think you're catching on. I mean, Chris Work was just like a little child when this happened.
2: Speaking of children, i he's almost beat cancer for as long as I've been alive.
1: Yes, you are a child. I keep forgetting that. You're still in your 30s.
2: I'm a baby for one sure. more year.
1: Yeah, so <laughs> you don't know what 40 years looks like yet, but it's nice. <laughs> it's where I my know. mind stopped. Well, anyway. Here's James Templeton. James Templeton, it's so good to finally meet you.
0: Nice to be with you, Jim. Today it's uh, it's uh, great to hear your voice.
1: Yeah, you sound healthy.
0: Well, I feel pretty
1: good. You know, after all these years, <laughs> I'm still I'm still you know getting around pretty well. I've heard your story several times, and I know most people probably in the cancer community hate to say that know your name, but. You're like the big dog. Your story's like thirty years old now, right?
0: Well, it's uh, been about thirty-seven years now oh. since I had uh, the first, you know, diagnosis, and then it's been oh, thirty-five years since I the last time I had any dealings with it. So, yeah, it's been a while. It's been a while.
1: Yeah, my my story's only six years old, so I'm like a I'm like a child. <laughs> Well, well
0: <laughs> I don't know gonna... I don't know your story but I'll tell you you know it's uh it's uh, I always say it's great to be alive and feel well that's that's important. You
1: were a Texan through and through, right? Through and
0: through fifth generation Texan and uh, I've got ancestors that came here to this uh part of Texas uh, many many years ago and Uh, Yeah, I've always been proud of that part of the history of my family and the background and everything. And uh, Hmm. it's just uh, they always kind of had that fighting spirit. And when I kind of went through what I went through, it it was something I could tap into kind of that feeling. I I think it's within us all. But sometimes, you know, you got to go within and and, uh, get that that fighting side out and and uh, make it work for yourself. My family was into oil and cattle, pretty much. Wow. Most of them were cattle ranchers, or later on, you know, got into the oil and, and side of things.
1: I know thirty well, thirty-seven years ago, things were looking good. You were living on a on a small farm, I believe, and you had some businesses that are going great, and you were mm-hmm. set for. You know, a perfect life, right? But then, then something happened.
0: Well, you never know in life. You know, you think you got life by the tails. I always like to say, and things are going good. You have got, you know, good business. You got a family. You got a wife. You got a, a young baby. Everything's going really well back then. And you know, I thought that uh, uh, finally, after you know, when I was younger, my father passed away. My mother died before I was two. And I kind of went through that uh, that downward kind of feeling of, well, I'll be lucky if I live to 30 and stuff like that when I was younger, after my father passed away. And I kind of lost my way a little bit. And then I decided that, hey, you know, I'm still around. I've got to keep moving and do something. And so I got into business, got into my own uh, businesses and things were going really well. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and you were eating right. You were exercising. You were doing everything you thought that you're supposed to do.
0: Well, I thought I was. I was eating, eating pretty much a uh, raw foods diet, pretty much, and exercising like crazy. And and uh, I was eating some meat, but it was mostly you know like a lot of salads and things like that. But I was working, you know, really hard and running and exercising and. And uh, I was doing all this because my father and grandfather both died of heart disease and I didn't want to be the next one. So I thought, well, you know, this is my way to to avoid this heart issue that's in the family. And maybe and I could go out and, uh, and get into shape and maybe uh, not not have to deal with these things.
1: And it turned out your heart was pretty healthy, right? It
0: was. I went to get a stress test. And uh, the reason I went to get to stress test is because I was uh, reading the paper, one more newspaper, and there was a fellow that I kind of looked up to back then, is, and, uh, and he was uh, this uh, running guru, exercise guru. His name was Jim uh, Fix, and Jim Fix was a guy that wrote about, you know, how important it was to exercise in the running and how you could – sidestep heart problems by, by getting into shape. So I wanted to be like him. So then when I read this newspaper and found out that this guy had died of a heart attack while running, Hmm. it, it shocked me. It scared the fool out of me. And I thought, well, I better do something. I better check myself out. I might not be as healthy as I think. So that's when I went to get a stress test from one of these doctors that specializes in that. And, and that's kind of where it all started. After that, and I got checked out, and he said everything looks great. You broke the record on the stress test. He said nobody's ever done this well on the on the treadmill uh, test. But he says uh, you you seem like a picture of health. Just keep doing what you're doing. But then on the way out of the office, he says, "Well, you know, there's only one thing I can find." And he did a full, you know, uh, group of tests and and just. You know, it was very thorough. He says the only thing I can find at all, you have a mole on your back. He says it looks a little different. He says it's a little uh, different than a normal one. It's strange, a little strange looking. He said you might want to get it checked out and go to a dermatologist when you can. But he says I wouldn't worry about it. He says that's probably nothing to it. Well, I didn't worry about it and I didn't think much about it. But this is kind of when it all started, Jim. I went to a dermatologist and. Once the dermatologist got a good look at it, he, he, you know, started getting all excited and acting kind of strange. And he says, I think you have melanoma. Yeah. And uh, he says, I think you've got a real problem here and you're going to have to get this thing removed. And, you know, we probably will have to remove a large amount of your tissue around that area on your back. <clears throat> so I decided that I didn't like his bedside manner because the way he was so excited about all this and i just got up and left said i'll talk to you i'll get back to you i left now that's kind of when it all started and you know i went from this guy that felt like he had everything going now i'm scared to death shaking in my boots
1: yeah and here you were healthy <clears throat> otherwise doing all right things and then <clears throat> cancer kind of came up and stabbed you in the back <clears throat> so to speak
0: yeah so i just uh you know, thought, well, I better get another opinion. So I did. I went to another doctor and he said, well, it looks a little suspicious to me. He says, but you know, why don't you go get it checked out by a, a, a doctor that's, he's really the expert on these kind of things. And he's down in Houston, you know, at the medical center and he can really uh, help you out more than anybody else with this thing. Well, I thought that was lucky to find out this guy got me in to see him. He was a friend of his and uh, I go into this fellow, and he says, well, he said, looks suspicious to me also. seems like they all thought it was suspicious. So the next thing I knew was uh, he says, let's just take it out and see what that is back there. He says, we'll just, we can do it right here in the office. So he started to uh, remove it right there. He took a big plug. Uh, probably about a two inch square plug It was a big area, a big plug, but he stitched me all up. And Hmm. he says, uh, you know, don't worry about it. Go home. I'll get back to you in a few days. Well, it's hard not to worry. Of course, when someone's told they could have cancer and, and, you know, melanoma is very serious and uh, it can be anyway. And so I, I was waiting around and pacing the floor, not sleeping very well, just like anyone would do. And, you know, kind of, uh, really, really, uh, frightened and not knowing what was going to come of this. And then about two weeks later, he calls me on the phone and it taken forever. And I just, I didn't know why it was taking so long, but two weeks later, he calls me. He says, well, he says, uh, James, he says, I got some good news and I got some bad news. And that's kind of where where you start to wonder, OK, God, you know, good news and bad news. So then he says the good news, he says, is it's melanoma. Wow. And uh, he I, he says, uh, I know it doesn't sound like good news, but he says. Uh, but the bad news, he says, is that it's very deep and uh, he says that it's deep and it's uh, most likely gonna spread on other parts of the body and this is stage four that we're looking at. And he said, but again, the good news is we don't see any cancer around the edges. So that's good. Maybe we got it all. So he told me, don't worry, go about your life. There's nothing else you can do he says to me, he says, come back in every three months for a checkup and we'll just keep an eye on things. And so, you know, after that, of course, I was really stressed out, started to look around and try to find something out. We didn't have the internet back then. So, you know, you're, you're having a harder time getting information. But I, I learned from a few people that stage four melanoma wasn't very good and people that had that normally didn't live more than about three years in, in most cases. Uh, So I really was not the same guy anymore. This happy go lucky uh, guy that thought he had everything going for him. And I was very ambitious. Well, I I didn't have any ambition much after that at all. And it kind of felt like my life was uh, coming to an end for a while there and started feeling sorry for myself. And, And, uh, but, you know, I started going, I'd get my treatments, my, I mean, my, I'd go to the doctor and get my uh, checkups every three months or so. The doctor would say, well, everything looks good. Everything looks good. Just come on back in another three months. Well, I did this for uh, at least a couple of times. And then one day I discovered a lump in my groin area. And this lump was, uh, you know, about, almost the size of a golf ball. It came from nowhere. And I went to the doctor and long story short, he told me, he says, you know, you need to get in here and let's do some surgery and see exactly what that is. And he says, you, let's check you in. And uh, so I did. And the next day I woke up and I knew I was in trouble because And you had all these bandages everywhere and the doctor thought that it would just be a little incision and wouldn't be much to it. But I was really, you know, laying there with all this, all this bandage and, and, and uh, coming to, I knew it wasn't probably a good thing. And the doctor walks in and he says to me, he says, look, he says, "Uh, the cancer has spread. It's in your lymphatic system. He says, we've removed all of your major lymph nodes down in your growing area. He says, uh, yeah, that's not what we wanted, but that's what, what we've got to deal with. He says, you need to do, uh, in my opinion, 80 chemotherapy, experimental treatments. Wow. And, and I'm like 80. So he says, well, that's all I know to do. And this is experimental. Most of the time chemo doesn't respond. I mean, the body doesn't respond very well to this chemo, but you know, that's the only thing we know to do. And, uh, he's, he says after removing all these lymph nodes, we're going to have to uh, put you on a lymph drainage pump for who knows how long months, uh, if not years, so that your leg won't get swollen and you know where you could possibly end up losing your leg. Well, I didn't want that. (laughs) So, but anyway, I didn't know what to do after this, but kind of follow up on the things he had said. And I started to really worry and really, really upset. And Here I'm laying in the hospital bed, didn't know what to do. And this is when the, the real energy started to happen for me. And I'm laying there and I get a phone call. And this phone call comes from a minister of a church that I went to he calls me up and he says, James, he says, you, uh, I know you have cancer. I feel bad for you. And I've been praying for you and many people in town and at the church praying for you. And he says, I just want you to know that you don't give up. If anybody can beat this cancer, you can. He says, uh, you know, I know that you can do it. I know you're a tough guy and if anybody can do it you can and then the then the minister says some words to me he says you beat this sob cancer that was the last thing he said to me and he, he didn't say it like that but he said it and i never heard him talk like that well jim it got my attention and it made me kind of reach inside and say i've got to do what he says i've got to beat this i've got to find a way to find, you know, the answers that I need to get this under control, because it doesn't look good. The doctor just told me also that I had a 20% chance of surviving three to five years, if I could get through these chemotherapy treatments. Mm. And there was 80 of them. He says, if you can get through these, you know, and I'm like, ah, so the, you know, I just, I knew there had to be a better way. Another answer. So I didn't know what else to do, but I was desperate. So I started to pray and I started to pray to God to help me. And I'd never prayed like that. I wasn't a, probably a prayer warrior or anything like that, but I prayed and I just had a feeling that I'd never had before. And if anybody uh, has experienced this, they'll know what I'm talking about. But you know, I felt like every cell in my body was praying and I was in desperation but I just felt like an out-of-body experience, and it was a strange feeling, and uh, I can't remember that ever happening to me before, but it was just a strange feeling, and and I got through praying, and about 20 minutes later, I got a knock on the door in my hospital room, and it was a knock, uh, and and I said, come in, and here comes a friend of mine I hadn't seen in seven years, a college buddy. He walks through that door and he says, he says, James, he says, I heard you were in here through one of our old friends. He says, uh, a friend of mine at work told me about a guy that uh, healed himself of cancer using a diet lifestyle. And he thought that this might really help you. So he handed, gave me these, this article for you to read and maybe it would give you some information that could help you. Well, I knew right then I was going to do that. I didn't even have to read it. I knew whatever this guy had done, I was going to do it. Of course i read it, but I was so excited that I knew and if he could do it, then why couldn't I? So I started reading about it. And I had this, this guy go out and get me, uh, you know, this book that this article talked about. And he brought it back, and I read that all night. That book, and I was so excited. And now I had some hope because before that, I didn't have any hope. I felt like my life was gonna, you know, go down the drain, and and uh, I was gonna be, uh, uh, you know, getting my affairs in order, kind of if I didn't watch it. So here's uh, this this diet, and it was called a macrobiotic diet. And I'd never heard of anything like that. And I said to him, have you heard of this? And he said, no, I don't know anything about it. But uh, anyway, I started to to read about everything I could about it uh, just from, you know, that he talked about in the book. And uh, I got very excited. And the next morning, I got another knock on the door. And uh, my stepmother brought me a book about vitamin C and cancer, how vitamin C helped many people, high dose vitamin C that had late stage cancer. And people that were on this, taking all this vitamin C had great results. And it was uh, a book by the, by Linus Pauling. Linus Pauling uh, wrote that book uh, many years ago, and he did a lot of research on vitamin C and cancer and heart disease. But I started reading this and I thought, well, if this will help these people, then it'll help me. You know, if it helps prolong their life, then I'm gonna take as much of this stuff as I can. And I'm gonna find out more about this macrobiotic diet. And I'm going to do that and the vitamin C. And uh, it started giving me hope. It gave me this feeling like I found something that I think I can, get better with so I'm really excited so the next morning here comes another knock on the door from a psychotherapist at the hospital so he comes in the door and he says James he says I I heard you're very depressed and uh, I'd like to come and speak with you can I do that and I said yes you can do that so he says I'll be back here tomorrow and meet with you well the next day he comes back He uh, comes in the door, and I said right off the bat, have you ever heard about macrobiotics? Have you ever heard about the macrobiotic diet and lifestyle? He says, hold on a minute. He starts going towards the door in the hospital room, and he shuts the door, and he comes back in. He says, yes, I have heard about it, but he says, I won't tell you what I know unless you promise not to tell anybody. (laughs) So I'm like, oh, my God, I'm really on to something now because he's acting all secretive and everything. And he says, I don't want to lose my job and my, poten- my pension and all that. So promise me. And I said, oh, I'll never tell anybody, right? So he got to telling me, he says, he'd heard a lot of good things about this diet. He said it helped a lot of people. He said, I tried it myself once just because I thought it would make me healthier, but I couldn't stick with it because it takes a lot of work. But he says, I've heard so many good things. If people really do it the right way, they do very well. He said, there's a right way and a wrong way. And you can't cut a lot of corners. So I thought, well, if, if, if that's what I have to do, I'm going to do this. Well, he says on the way out, he says, by the way, he says, you don't seem too depressed to me after all. he says, you seem like you're excited. I said, well, I am. I told him about the things I discovered. He says, well, I hope, I hope, you know, it it works for you. And you seem like you got the attitude that you're going to need. Just always remember that you can't cut corners and you do it the right way. And so I remember that. So here I am excited thinking, well, I'll do everything. I'll do the diet. I'll do the lifestyle, the vitamin C, And, uh, and I'll do the chemotherapy. Well, I tried to do the chemotherapy, but I had to cut it short because after, uh, 10 treatments, I was so sick Hmm. and, you know, it was five treatments for a week and then a couple of days to recover and then come back in two months and do five more. And, you know, it was that it just took the life out of me. I was losing weight and I was sick and nauseous. I couldn't, you know, hold food in my stomach. And, and the doctor comes in and I say, doctor, this is, this is making me really sick and I can't eat. I can't, you know, I just feel awful. And he said, well, we had hoped that your body would respond better. He said, it's just not responding the way we'd like, because if it was, you wouldn't feel like this. And I said, well, there's gotta be something I can do. And he says, well, there's really nothing else that I know you can do. And I said, well, isn't there something that I can do with diet, lifestyle, vitamin C therapies? He goes, no. He says, I'm sorry, but none of that stuff really works. (laughs) So I'm looking at him and I say to him, well, what in the world would you do if it was your daughter or son that had this? You know, and they were laying here. What would you do for them? He goes, I'd do the same thing. I said, even if it's not going to work? Even if your body's rejecting, you know, the chemotherapy drugs, he goes, well, yeah, because that's all we know to do. I got up, and raised up in the bed, and it just sort of really upset me because here he is telling me there's nothing else I can do. And pretty much like, you know, uh, if it doesn't work, there's nothing else. Well, I said to him, I said, there's got to be something I can do. He says, listen, he says, we're all going to die someday. He says, I'm sorry. Well, I got up then and I got so mad, made me so mad that he told me that. And here was this, this big shot doctor telling me that. And I got up and said words that I probably shouldn't repeat, but I said, listen here, you SOB, if I could get out of this bed, I'd tear you apart. I mean, this is like a, you know, person that's just had enough and is mad and determined to do something. And, that doctor looked like he'd seen a ghost and he turned around, ran out that door, Jim. And I never saw him ever again because the next night I snuck out of the hospital at two in the morning and uh, you know, I, (laughs) I had very little energy and I was really thin, but I snuck out at two and uh, went down to my car and I'd been in the hospital for a while. And, and I said, I've had it, I'm not coming back. It, I'm going on this diet, I'm going to dig in, I'm going to do this vitamin C, and I'm going to look for other things too. And if it doesn't work for me, nothing's going to work for anybody. And I had that kind of fighting spirit kick in. And I I realized then that, uh, you know, that was my only chance of surviving. And I mean, this has been a long time. Nowadays, we know so much more. But I dug into that diet I dug into the vitamin C, I, I exercised in moderation, not like I did before, you know, where I, I run, you know, 60 miles a week and stuff like that. But I, I didn't want to burn myself out. But I did, I did exercise and I did change my diet and, uh, and I took as much vitamin C as I could get, you know, pretty much get down, you know, in my system without getting sick and uh, i did that and eventually i ended up moving to a macrobiotic community out on the east coast and worked there for several years and was around people that were eating and practicing the macrobiotic lifestyle because i just i said i've got to do this because see a lot of this i was able to do this because during during my early phases of the sickness my my wife I don't think could deal with it. So she left me. And, uh, you know, it was at that time it was hard, but it's probably the best thing at that time that ever happened to me because it gave me the ability to go do what I needed to do and, uh, walk away from everything. And that's pretty much what I did, but, but it was quite a journey for me. And then I discovered a lot of new other things, but it, and you know, I talk about all this in my book, I used to have cancer, and uh it's uh it's quite remarkable, you know, and I, I I'm one of these people that kinda thought that cancer was such a bad thing. How could this happen to me? But I learned that, hey, sometimes cancer's the best thing that can happen to you. And uh it's hard to see that at the beginning stages. Yeah. But it gives you a whole new outlook on life, gives you this ability to, to know that maybe I'm supposed to do something with this to help others. And set an example for others to follow. So it sort of has been a little bit of like a ministry to me, I guess you
1: could say. I love the name of your book. I mean, there's no, there's no uh, question on what it's about. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah, and this death cancer. I love that one.
0: I know when we came up with the title, uh, so my publisher actually thought it was a good title and. You know, he he kind of really came up with the title on it, and mm. uh, you know, I was th- I don't know what I was thinking at the time about it, but anyway, and I thought it was good too, and yeah, you know, I've had a lot of lot of people comment on that.
1: So what you're saying is you didn't like the pep talk that the doctor gave you? No, <laughs> it wasn't too encouraging. No, but I know the word hope. I mean, we all know that's a positive word, but not until we are thinking we're facing death at any moment mm-hmm. does hope actually mean something to us when it comes in and obviously that turned everything around for you and you i know, believe like you say it every feel like every cell in your body was praying but i mean you know i've heard it said that your cells pretty much listen to what whatever your the brain you know. says to the rest of the body and so once there's hope in your brain and your heart then the cells respond to that. I mean, not that it's a magic pill, obviously, but no. it's uh, getting you in the right direction. It sounds like that's what happened with you.
0: Well, it, you know, what happens is you 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 get into enough desperation sometimes mm. that we're not ready for the help yet until that time. And when you're ready, I feel like, you know, God is, is there within us all to help us. But we've just sometimes we have to have, you know, up against the wall, I guess you say, or or we've, uh, you know, have to make a tough decision and we need help. And when we need that help, I think the help is there. It's just sometimes, you know, we get around negative people that, oh, you can't do this. And, oh, you got to do your chemotherapy and, oh, you've got to do this and that. And I'm not saying chemotherapy is not good for people, but it made me so sick. It wasn't working for me. And I knew, when something's not working, don't just keep doing it, you know, just go, okay, lead me to the cliff. I know the cliffs there and he's going to shove me over as soon as I get there. Well, I've, I don't want to go over that cliff yet. So I'm going, I'm making a detour real quick here. So, you know, you, you just have to make a decision and I believe that anybody that wants to can overcome any kind of stage of cancer, Uh, especially a late stage, I believe that, but it takes a lot of work, you got to roll up your sleeves, Uh, I did that, and I've learned so much now, if I, if I'd have known all the things I know now, and, and did all the things that I do now, I don't know, I would have been overwhelmed probably, but, uh, but, you know, it would have been probably, uh, maybe a little easier, because there's so many things, you know, now diet, detox, supplementation, and it's kind of what I think are the most important things, and and then you got to feed your spirit, and that could be through prayer, through meditation, through through uh, visualization, whatever. But you've got to have that get 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 right with uh, you know the the emotional side, the 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 spiritual side, the hey if if I can't do it, nobody can kind of mentality uh, kind of thing. It's kind of a fighting spirit. A lot of people that get cancer, I believe, are really nice people. A lot of them are like nice, as we say, Christian people, people that are, are really nice, trying to do the right thing in their life, trying to make a difference in their life. But sometimes uh, when you get something that's uh, life threatening, you've got to can't be a nice guy very long. you got to get up and get out on all fours and knock heads with it and And do whatever you think. That's just my mentality. And, uh, you know, it takes a lot of work and it takes a lot of dedication. It depends on what kind of diet you're on. The diet I was on, I don't necessarily think it's for everyone. Uh, you don't hear as much about that diet now as you used to. There's so many diets out there and people have to choose, choose that, that the diet and, and probably pray about it, meditate on it, you know, to figure out what they feel in their heart is the right diet. But there's so many tools that you have now. And it's kind of like when you go to battle, you want all the weapons you can get. And the more weapons that you can get that will help fight cancer and eliminate cancer on a daily basis is what you really need. You need that tool chest full of of uh, weapons so it's our tools to to help you but there's so much now you know that that is so important
1: i know there's so much more to your story and and people can read that in your book i used to have cancer which i just recently got it haven't gotten to it yet you know, like most people, I have like six or seven books I have to get through. So, sure, but. sure. <laughs>
0: but. I think you'll enjoy it because it's a, it's an easy to read. I wrote it. And it's easy to read. It's basically about my life and the things that, that I went through a little bit. And the, here's how I turned myself around. And here's yeah. the things I did back then to overcome uh, a basically a death sentence of, of a stage four melanoma cancer And here's the things I would do if I had to do it over because all these 30 plus years, I've learned a lot of things and, and I don't have to be as strict as I was at the beginning, of course, but I take huge amounts of supplements. I, uh, eat organic food. I exercise on a daily basis. I, I do a lot of detoxification, uh, different, uh, uh, methods of detoxification such as as, uh, infrared sauna, which I think is probably the best thing you can have for detoxing on a regular basis. Mm -hmm. But I do other things like uh, coffee enemas, colonics for detoxification. I do things like uh, the uh, ozone saunas, uh, which are very detoxifying. Mm -hmm. And I do hyperbaric. I get into hyperbaric chambers uh, as much as I can. So I do a little bit of everything and all these are great along with all the supplements. And I talk about all this in my book and it's too much to talk about in an interview, but <laughs> unless we got two or three hours. And then also at Templeton Wellness, I interview people that have gone through a serious cancer diagnosis and have overcome a cancer and here's, and they talk about the things they did. I also interview people some of the top doctors and experts that I have found to be the real deal out there that I think that people could learn a lot from. I think you can go on there and you can get a lot of information in, in a few days and, and really take good notes. I think that you'll, you'll really find, find a plan that's going to work for you. And it's just have to, uh, you got to educate yourself and get right. excited and uh, know that, that, All of us, all the survivors out there, and there's many of us, if we can get well, then why can't they also? And I love to say that because people are going through learning those, you know, getting those three words, most dreaded words, and from the doctors, and they have to know, no matter how bad it seems, that, hey, 10, 20, 30 years down the road, they could be saying, I used to have cancer also.
1: That's right. Yeah. I was going to ask about your foundation, which is called Templeton Wellness, right? And all the information is at templetonwellness.com. Yes. That's like your way of giving back, right? It is. I,
0: you know, about three, three years ago, three or four years ago, I decided to write a book and I decided to talk about my story. Uh, You know, I've been working all these years in the, in the natural health industry, but I got into the idea that hey, I've got a story. I should get it out there now. People will believe believe some of the things I tell them because it's been 30 years now. It's kind of like the 30 year anniversary for me. Yeah. So I've I had a lot of friends, family, and colleagues getting cancer, and many of them not making it. And uh, they were usually following conventional medicine guidelines. And I tried and tried to get these people to see see that there were many other things they could do but you know you can't force anybody it's like up to them but a lot of them just were afraid or just would not veer away from that and they're not here with us today but so I it, it frustrated me so badly that I said I've got to do something and uh try to try to at least help people and give them hope and And try to help turn them in the, in a, in hopefully the right direction. So I created Templeton Wellness. And then uh, we also have a restaurant guide on there that's TempletonList.com. And this is for people that want to live healthier and, you know, get out and about and uh, travel sometimes or just go to a healthier restaurant. So these are the healthiest restaurants in America. And these are restaurants that use mostly organic or farm to table foods they're 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 the top of the top when it comes to healthier just because a restaurant's expensive doesn't mean it's healthy so right. uh you know we go to these places and you say hey you know what's in this or that and you say oh I'm, I'm not going here again but the thing is is it's good for people to get away but if they're if they're going through cancer they really should try to cook for themselves or have someone that's can can do that for them that so they know exactly what they're putting into their their bodies you know, i think it's very important yeah
1: well wow i think you know 30 some years under your belt i think you have uh, reason to speak with authority it's not like well it happened six months ago and yeah so far so good but
0: there's a lot i mean there's a lot of things i need to learn still but it's yeah. never ending but you know i just take one day at a time and do the best i can and and uh unfortunately uh, over the last year few years uh we've had covid and all that to deal with so it's a lot of people uh have had a lot on their plates and they haven't been able to get around as well and they've had to kind of worry about that especially if they've got some any kind of a compromised immune system and yeah. which is cancer usually is so uh but I think if they read my book I think they will they will understand the you know the most important things and then they can continue to learn other things but i think they will get you know and look at our site templeton wellness i think they'll get get themselves on the right track
1: people need to go to templetonwellness.com find out all this information i was on there a little while ago and you have you have enough information that you can spend all afternoon on there downloading stuff so which I'm going to get back yes. to it and do yes. that.
0: Yes, so. we, uh, we've got a ton of interviews coming up. I've been down in Texas for a while, and I just put in a new studio as uh, a couple of days ago. <laughs> I'm not in yeah. it right now, but, you know, so that when I am down here, I can do filming. You know, it's a little better lighting and all that. But right. uh, up in Idaho, we when I'm there, I'll be back there. We, we go full full out. So
1: All right. Well, James, thank you so much for sharing your story with us. Thank you, Jim. It's been great to be with you, and and keep up
0: the good work that you're doing. You know, and and I'm I'm very interested in and uh, all the interviews that you you're doing. So thank you for that.
2: Wow, I mean, that just goes to show you can be super healthy, but still have cancer. And I mean, it's just it's just different, right, Jim? It's not like running all the time and all of those things. You can be in great shape, but mm-hmm. there's something different about the eating portion.
1: Yeah, one little mole took him down. Well, tried to take him down, obviously didn't. But it took him down a road where he uh, found some answers. And I have that book. I haven't, I haven't even read it yet because I have so many books I'm reading. But it's like next on my list. I used to have hey, cancer. I love that just title. Just
2: because you whisper it doesn't mean he won't hear you.
1: Oh no, is he listening? Yes. <laughs> All right. I want to read. Somebody actually gave that to me. He gives that book away a lot because he wants people to have hope and know how to do this. He's a Texan. They're very yeah. giving.
2: <laughs> and so you're going to read it now, right?
1: I am going to read it. I am going to read it. You know, also need to go to templetonwellness.com, like he was saying. So much information on there. And in the templetonlist.com, it talks about different restaurants to go to where you can actually eat healthy. That's what I need because. I never know yes. what to eat when I'm at a restaurant. Just because it's green doesn't mean it's healthy when it's at a restaurant, you know?
2: Well, you're even better at that than I am, so I definitely need that.
1: Yeah, I'm better at a lot of things than you. But... Well. Okay, that's, that's not true. <laughs> but we do want to encourage you to join a Healing Strong group in your area. And if there isn't one, you know, you can always start one. That's what I did. I was looking for one in the Greenville, South Carolina area. and You can alley. come to ours. Yeah. What?
2: Ours being yours.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, why didn't you start one? Because
2: yeah. I can come to yours.
1: Exactly. So I expect to see you at the next one.
2: <laughs> okay. But anyway,
1: you can go on to healingstrong.org if you're looking for a group, if you're not already in one, because it's a great place for resources, materials. There's education, on natural and non-toxic therapies. We talk about all that kind of stuff. There's like actual curriculum we go through. And I'm learning all kinds of stuff. I didn't start one because I know the answers. I started one just because I wanted a group. And a bunch of us now come together and we're learning together. But the most important thing is we're supporting each other and praying for each other. And uh, you know, we get into God's word. Because you know, God kind of knows what he's doing.
2: He kind of made us.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I did.
2: <laughs> so he can kind of heal us too.
1: Yes, in the, in the support groups, they go with three pillars, which is rebuilding the body, restoring the soul, and refreshing the spirit so if you're interested in that kind of stuff come join a group especially if you're in Greenville, south carolina because that's like the coolest group ever
2: of course yeah.
1: <laughs> we have our own park the cancer survivors park mm-hmm.
2: yep how many people and, have that yep and we meet under this big kind of dome looking thing
1: yeah it's, yep. it lights up at night
2: yep because we're special like that
1: we are special thank you Allie, for coming <laughs> You've been listening to the I Am Healing Strong podcast. Every week we bring you stories of hope from people who are facing life-altering challenges and finding out that God has a plan for your life no matter what you're facing. It's all a part of a Healing Strong organization. To find out more about Healing Strong, go to the website at healingstrong.org.